This is Bumper to Bumper, the car show. Drive in anxious and cruise out confident with the best automotive info for your vehicle. And now your host, Matt Allen. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Bumper to Bumper Radio. I'm your host, Matt Allen, your KTAR car guy here every single Saturday to help you with your car, whatever that is. Maybe you've got a problem, you don't have a problem, you need some maintenance, you want to figure out a better way to take care of your car moving into the future. Maybe you've had a revelation like, oh, my gosh, I, I broke down and I can do a better job of preventing that and taking care of my car. We could talk about that. How long is an oil change supposed to be? A lot of those things we always talk about, but it's always uh, important information. And, of course, doesn't matter what I'm here yapping about. It's what uh, you want to talk about. So that's why you get to call. And, uh, hey, we're looking for some topics. Is there something you want to talk about or, or or just have a simple question in your car that we can help you with? Whatever it is, 602-277-5827. It's 602-277-KTAR. And if you like to text you can do that at 411-923. And I'll answer the question over the text maybe, or I'll use it on the air, whatever that is. So don't be shy. What's happening in the car roll? I've been actually working in the shop at Virginia Auto Service on the front counter. I kind of... Kind of jazz, you know. I opened 29 years ago, and uh, we've had some guys sick and out, and had some vacations and stuff. So it forced me to be there, and now I'm get really re-engaged in that, and uh, really enjoying working on the counter. So I'm getting to see a little bit more firsthand and engagement with customers, and and having my hands in the grease a little bit. I know it's just, I'm not out there fixing cars, but I really like to see you know when the technicians come back with their report of what they found with a problem or a diagnosis. I like to go out and see it and verify it kind of i'm a touchy feely i like to like to do that get yeah exactly carry hands on get involved a little bit so some of the things we saw this week you know of course it was cold monday you know sunday night a little bit of drizzle at least at my house monday morning i couldn't even pull my door open it took a little effort it was it was frozen over and i you know i joke years ago it actually came up on my facebook memories today it was interesting uh everybody gave me flack for it uh several years ago we had virginia auto service ice scrapers <laughs> and everybody thought, what the heck is that? It's Arizona. And then we must have had a freeze um, recently. I mean, eight years ago, right about this time, because I'm a little Facebook memory. There's someone had posted up, hey, thanks for the ice uh, scraper for my windshield. So um, my truck wasn't so bad, but then my daughter's Prius was parked there. And I don't know if it just had more rain on it, but that thing had like ice cubes on top of it. And even, and I don't really quite understand how the heaters work in those Priuses where they start to run the engine. It takes a little bit longer when you turn it on. You know, I start my truck up and let it run for 15 minutes, nice and toasty. Sure. It took her like 30 minutes to even get the windshield. I had to get out there and scrape it with wow. cardboard. Well, you know, Sunday afternoon up in your neighborhood, I was up at the Walmart not too far from you guys, and it was we got hail. Yeah, oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So little, it was pretty chilly. Up yeah, there, so yeah, yeah, a little yeah. bit of hail. You're right. It wasn't the nice thing. I checked on that. I was freaking out a little bit. Uh, I don't want that hail damage all over the car, but it was it was pretty soft. Exactly. Yeah, it was it wasn't coming down hard. But then on on her car, I had to actually then resort to I went and got an empty jug and put warm water and then poured it on the windshield. She had to get off to to school, so that was a little bit little bit interesting of uh, you know quick. Oh, and then the other thing too, her tires were low. You know that big decrease in temperature. So I'm telling you, you're out out running around today, go hit the Costco or wherever, dump in a discount tire, and mirror up your tires a little bit. You know, go a couple pounds over what the door sticker says would be my advice. Batteries. We didn't see a lot of batteries failures or anything this week. One thing that I have noticed, 
A lot of people with the car, the heater not working. And that, that can be oftentimes, if you have a heater not working and a check engine light, I talked about this last week. We're having a lot of problems with the thermostat sticking open on cars. And they're not heating up fast enough, so therefore it will turn on the check in, <clears throat> turn on the check engine light. So that's pretty common. But what we're starting to see, Carrie, I'm noticing we've had several cars between both shops where the problem is they're just not getting heat. The engine's warming up, but the heaters aren't working, and we're seeing more and more cars where the heater core is getting plugged up. So I'm a little bit concerned, and some of them are still on their first service. They haven't even made it to, like, you know, a lot of cars are 100,000 miles before the coolant is due to be serviced. But we're seeing plugged-up heater cores, and I'm still trying to do a little bit of research to find out if people are having repairs done somewhere, and then they're putting in tap water. You know, years ago, we we switched pretty much to a 50-50 coolant. You buy it that way, because what do we do? You buy pure coolant, and then you got to add water. You need that distilled water if you're doing that. So we're we're going to do some checking to find out what's causing these heater cores to plug up. So really looking at maybe uh, doing some cooling system services a little bit early. And then, again, if you've got a battery in there that's more than three years old, I always like to say it doesn't owe you anything. You might want to get a look at it and uh, make sure it's it's safe. Or not safe, make sure it, it's going to last and going to start start for you and not have any issues when it's cold out there. So let's see, what else, Carrie? Oh, Hertz. Saw the wow. news and yesterday, the news. right? Holy mackerel, yeah. Selling off the EV fleet. I think wow. they said getting rid of a third of their electric vehicles, of which 80% of them are Tesla. And I don't know, there's several things I read about. The depreciation on them is big, uh, really big. The value, the new car, you know, they lowered their prices, too. So when Hertz went and bought all these, they were at a higher price. Uh-huh. So now their depreciation oh, hit boy. is even bigger. Right. I think there's, a, there's definitely a lack of confidence in the market for consumers to buy cars that that range fear and all that stuff which is legitimate of course i saw somebody running one in michigan or somewhere and man that battery life when it's cold is is nothing and then hertz also talked about um the um lack of skilled technicians to service the cars yeah um so the you know because hertz has their own service center so they're gonna Right. They probably have some weird, you know, special negotiations on warranties and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, also, a lack of quality or lack of parts availability. You know, Tesla's relatively new car company compared with all the others, and uh, yeah, you don't go down to whatever parts store to get a part for your Tesla. Yeah, can't no, e- yeah, nice. you can't yeah. even can't even find the parts. So parts Ooh. are a real issue. Yeah, so, issue. Um, gosh, we got the phones blown up too. So we're, we're gonna get to a break here a little bit quick, yeah. so maybe I can get to get to the phones. But one other thing that. Uh, that I noticed, and it was interesting. I, like I said, I'm working, I mean, I'm looking up parts and sure. talking to customers about yeah. the cars, letting them know what it needs, taking care of them. And I was clearing out some old estimates for a customer that were in there from repairs that we did a couple years ago and some stuff that wasn't done. Sure. And I just, for the heck of it, went and looked up parts that were cataloged or estimated in 2021. The majority of them were 20 to 35% increase in wow. wholesale cost from two and a half years ago. So stuff's getting expensive. So we've got Jay, we've got Cindy, Dwight and Mesa, Bob and Scottsdale, and some open lines, 602-277-5827. And you can text at 411-923. We'll be right back and get to those phones. 
The more things change, the more they stay the same. Hi, Kurt Rock here for Kurtz Auto Repair. Times and technology has changed, but at Kurtz, we're still the same family-owned and operated business that has enabled us to earn a perfect Better Business Bureau record for over 30 years. Our master technicians are experts in everything automotive, foreign and domestic, gas and diesel. Come experience quality and service that time has not changed. Check us out online at mycarhurts.com. If your car hurts, take it to Kurtz. Hi, Greg Ellis, host of the Bunker to Bunker Golf Show. Are you looking for a competitive edge for your game? Check out Shady Rays, the premium polarized sunglasses backed by a lost or broken 100% customer satisfaction guarantee. For golfers, there's the new Green Wolf Shades, the first sunglasses built specifically for golf. Use the promo code B2B and get 30% off at the Kierling Commons location in Scottsdale. This is Kelly. After my husband and I moved to Arizona, we were looking for an honest, trustworthy repair shop. We happened to meet Spencer Dusay, owner of h Automotive, and we were quickly impressed with him personally as well as how he ran his business. Spencer has trained his highly skilled staff to focus on giving their customers friendly and honest service as their top priority. We always know in advance what the repair is and why with a fully supported digital diagnostic estimate. They're transparent, they communicate, and they stand behind their work. As a woman, I feel respected. I'm not a mechanic, and I always feel confident with their communications and their work. 13 years later, and we've never been disappointed. After all this time, we're still being greeted by the same friendly employees, which speaks highly of the type of business Spencer has built. Check out all of their five-star reviews for yourself online. H stands for honesty, and I stands for integrity. You feel it every time you visit them. Welcome back to Bumper to Bumper Radio. I'm going to get to these phones in a minute. And, and uh, got some open lines, 602-277-5827. I didn't check my messages because Carrie and I were chatting a little bit in here. And before we get going, I want to give a quick shout-out to the guys at Import Car Specialists. We're at 16th Street in Indiansville, right between 16th Street and the 51 on the north side. If you're looking for a small shop, good guys over there. There's only three, four guys working there. Uh, low volume, little boutique shop, not in there to mass produce car repairs, it's focused on European imports. Carrie, you got something? And can I weigh in? They take care of my car. Yeah. And very, very well. Carrie's got a really cool Mercedes it's, station it's wagon. Nice. We did some nice service work John on it. John and the guys take care of me very well. Good, yeah. good, good. Yeah, so Mercedes, Audi, BMW, Volkswagen. We see a lot of Maserati over there. So driving any of those cars, you're in the Arcadia area, Arcadia Light, they like to call it, South Scottsdale, Biltmore area, Central Phoenix, import car specialist. Good shop for you. And uh, I'm going to quit yapping here, and we're going to get right away to Jay on the phone. Jay in Tempe, 2013 Chevy Sonic. How can we help you, Jay? Hi. So I had... um pretty bad breakdown uh, in my Sonic the other day, and it's going to be a really expensive repair, and I don't really know how to shop around an estimate. Okay, well, let's, um, let's, I, let's, It just got towed to the most, the closest shop. Okay. And so... Well, let's talk about it. I'm interested. That That's a great question. So how do you shop around? Um, so you, you got in, they made some sort of diagnosis, I guess. So what happened when it broke down? So um, it blew the head gasket. So uh, while I was driving, it just 
pop and, you know, steam everywhere, and I got it towed to that shop. Um, so they quoted me for that uh, and for a crack in the radiator, and they're like, oh, well, while we're in here, we want to mess with the turbo and the catalytic converter, too. So I got a pretty sizable estimate on all the amount of work. And mm-hmm. So that's why I was like, well, I don't know these guys, and I want to make sure that all the stuff needs to be done, but I also don't have a shop that I normally go to. Okay. So, so let's talk through that a little bit. So it, I'm going to guess that the radiator failed and caused the car to overheat. So you were driving, probably got some steam or something, and or and, and, and that caused you to pull into the shop or pull over. Is that fair to say? Yeah. And then, so then they, now before that, did you have any warning lights, check engine lights, any running issues, or was the car pretty cherry running okay? Um, I did have some overheating issues where I took it to, uh, just kind of a random shop that was near me and they're like, Oh, it's your radiator hoses. They're leaking. Uh, so they replaced all of those. Um, then it was like a week and a half after that, the, that radiator, the radiator failed and okay. it overheated. But otherwise, so as well as driving it, you didn't have a check engine light. You didn't have a check engine light on or any other drivability problems aside from your overheating. Other than that, the car was pretty good. Is that right? Um, yeah, the check engine light, uh, was on and there was something about an oxygen sensor, but I didn't get okay. that. Okay. That's, at. that's what I was looking for. Cause what I'm trying to figure out is why they, did they tell you why they wanted to replace the turbo? I totally get the, the blown head gasket. So now I don't, I'm not quite sure how they got to catalytic converter without the car. Oh, there's my phone. I was worried about that. <laughs> I got to turn this thing off. Um, the, um. Um, so I don't know how they arrived at a catalytic converter. Everybody's laughing out there in the newsroom. Uh, I don't know how they arrived at a catalytic converter without the car running. So I'm a little bit concerned about that. That's why I was asking if there's some other fault codes or, or something in the system. Yeah, so th- the car would run, and they said, well, your turbo's a little bit loud when we when we were moving it, basically. Hmm. And um, I think they said that there was a code in there too for a catalytic converter. Okay. Well, but uh, if I had checked the light when it was only some sort of oxygen sensor, and then something went with the catalytic converter, I hmm. guess it's possible that that code was stored. Okay. So if I'm thinking about this repair, I'm I'm okay with the turbo. I guess I want to know a little bit more about it. When they say it's loose, I don't know if the impeller bearing or something like that, or it's not spinning quite right. So I, I might ask some more questions about that. As far as the catalytic converter goes, I think I would maybe back off on that a little bit. Um, it's not going to cost you less money to fix the converter later if they put everything back together and, and it turns out that it does need to be replaced. The turbo, on the other hand, you've got to take the turbo off and out of the car to um, to do the head gasket. That's part of the removal. So I will tell mm-hmm. you that we do replace a fair amount of those turbos. How many miles are on the car? Um, like. Uh, 136,000. So I'm not going to be bashful about that. So now the question is, now what's the repair cost? I'm going to imagine this is a $5,000 repair. Yeah, so they estimated 4,300. Okay. That that seems appropriate. Um, So as far as shopping, that's the thing that's hard to do. Like you could call my shop and say, how much is this? The best I can do is what I just did. About five thousand dollars off my head. I mean, I could look up a, a Chevy Sonic and start looking at parts, but at that point, I'm guessing. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So so it seems appropriate. So now the part of shopping is maybe a little bit less focused on the price because I think the price is appropriate, but let's make sure they're doing the job, doing a, doing a full job. So are they going to ask them and make sure? Are you pulling the cylinder head off and just replacing the head gasket, which the answer should be no. The head should be going out to a machine shop being checked for cracks and warpage to make sure it wasn't damaged. You got 130,000 miles. We want to do a valve job on the car. You know, reseat the valves, cut the, cut the valves and grind them and, and, and make that a complete job. So you see what I'm talking about? The difference between fixing the car and doing a complete service. So you want to make sure they're doing that. And then the other thing is, is, um, you know, ask them if this was your car, what else would you do while we're doing this? I know I have to replace the radiator. Fortunately, my hoses are good. Um, I'm assuming you're going to put in new spark plugs. Should we put a water pump in a timing belt or a timing chain? So really, that's how I would be asking it. And, and so that you know, part of your question was, how do I shop around? It's really hard to. You just got to go with your gut. Hopefully, they have some decent reviews. It's a reputable, reputable shop. I should, you should also ask them. Make sure you know if you just said you pulled into the closest place. Make sure this is something that they can do. There's a lot of shops that will do work that they shouldn't be doing. A lot of these uh, chain shops, you know, that sell tires, and a lot of the chain stops that have 20 locations and inside of those things, they're not really equipped a lot of times to do that work. They really want to do the easy stuff and not the hard stuff, but they'll take it on. A lot of shops are quiet and slow right now. And when you get slow, you do work sometimes you shouldn't do. And, and so you want to make sure you're not in a situation like that, um, Jay. But I think the price is right. And just, again, ask them, what else would you do to make this a complete job? And then, by the way, give my car a look over so I'm not back here next week with another problem related to this. So I hope that helps you, Jay. Um, you know, it's again, a big job like that is, is hard, hard to swallow sometimes. But I think this goes right back to my point, Carrie, what we always talk about. He's an auto repair orphan. Doesn't really have a shop. So maybe this is your time. Hopefully this is a good shop. Maybe you send me a text message. I'm curious, curious who it is, Jay, 411-923. I might give a little advice on the off the air. Um, but, uh, yeah, then now you really need to establish that relationship with a shop. And if that works, then great. Stick with them. And, and, and then you know you're in your comfort zone when you go back to get your car fixed again. And, and if I can, I think you asked him to ask a great question. If this was your car, dot, dot, dot. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. What else would you do? Right. Let's, you know, uh, Dave said it a long time ago. You know, he's getting a window put in his house. Four people came out. And they think that the object is to be the lowest price. And so he says... Well, how would you do it if your house? Oh, I would do this, and I would do this, and I would do this. Oh, so that's not the lowest price, but that's the better job. And I think that's what we're really looking for in, when it all boils down. Cindy in Scottsdale, 2017 Lexus. Yes. How can we help you, Cindy? I hope you can. It's a mystery because I brought my car to the dealership to have uh, my collision system alarm was coming on on a trip. And it happened on two long trips, that's it. And I wanted to get it fixed due to uh, something hitting the front end in a, on the highway two years ago. So mm-hmm. I put my, I bought an emblem, put that in. Uh, they, they replaced the emblem, the sensor, and the radiator grill to the tune of $3,200, and it still is not working. Hmm. Well... Now, when you say, okay, so you got some damage in the front end, some debris or something is what caused that, and that's why you were getting the warning lights, right? 
No, no, there were no. The, a tire had hit the front of the car two years ago, and I was fine. I could move all the grill back and everything, and it's ran for a, another year. I bought an emblem and put it on, mm. and I wanted to to have it checked because I went to Tucson and then it came on again. Mm -hmm. So I went to Lexus and wanted it fixed because I didn't want it on. Well, right. they then told me all this. So how, uh, how that long the emblem was How long mm -hmm. how long ago did they make those repairs for that $3200 or whatever it was? 2 weeks ago. Oh, okay. So <clears throat> and then have you returned to them to have them reevaluate what's going on? <laughs> Yesterday, on the way back from Havasu, I it usually comes on on the long trips, and it but it did not come on on the way back. On the way to Havasu, it came on within the last half hour, mm -hmm. and um, there I couldn't get it plugged in. I was hoping it would come on on the way back because I went straight to the dealership, and now they've got it. We had a meeting. We. You know, they're just hitting it whatever next. And um, so they're going to have someone drive it probably nonstop until if it comes on. And it's very frustrating. Yeah. And, you know, Cindy, you've got a, a, an issue there. And the best thing that you're going to be able to I don't have the magic bullet for that, the silver bullet, so to speak. Definitely not, not for that. But I can tell you now you've got a situation where you spent some money. I would talk to them and say, you need to hold on to my old parts because clearly what you did didn't fix it. And so maybe there's a damaged wiring harness behind there. You know, maybe that camera or sensor really wasn't bad. I mean, clearly if the grill or you had cosmetics things that were damaged, that that's a different story. So now once it's fixed, we first they have to figure out how to fix it. And that's what I was going to say. It's very intermittent. Those are challenging. You may just have to be the one to go out driving the car and then be able to pop right into them and say, here it is. It's doing it so they can get a, get a look at it and, and figure out while it's happening intermittent problems are the hardest ones to fix so the best thing for you is just see this through to the end <clears throat> and then once the repair is completed and we know exactly what it was then you got to go back and revisit this three thousand dollars and make sure it was an appropriate spend but uh cindy just got to see it through dwight and mesa bob and scottsdale you're going to be next lots of open lines 602-277 5827 and text at 411-923. Be right back. Hi, this is Champ with Champ's Family Automotive. We are a family-owned and operated full-service center for your automotive and diesel needs. Have you been searching for a trustworthy automotive and diesel repair shop? Well, come see us in Goodyear or Surprise. Import, domestic, or diesel. Yes, we take care of it all with state-of-the-art technology and technicians. Bumper to bumper radio approved. Check us out at champsfamilyautomotive.com. And yes, that's champsfamilyautomotive.com. Towing. You may not need it today, but when you do, you really do. Who do you call? In Arizona, there's one company that stands apart. Professional Towing. Professional Towing has an unwavering dedication to prioritizing customers' needs with transparency, honesty, and integrity. They cover light duty to medium duty and heavy duty transport, guaranteeing top service in all towing categories. Check them out at ProTowingAZ.com or call 480-797-9922 today. Fast, friendly, and reliable. That's Professional Towing. 
Bunker to Bunker invites you to come elevate your golf game in 2024 with the Bunker to Bunker Club membership. You get an official USGA handicap, subscription to the AZ Golf Insider magazine, and invitations to Bunker to Bunker's popular two-person scramble events and rewards promotions throughout the year. Register now and you're automatically entered to win VIP hospitality to the 2024 Waste Management Phoenix Open. For more information, go to BunkerGolf.com. The Bunker to Bunker Club. It's the best value in golf since the mulligan. Trust is so important, especially in times like these. At Virginia Auto Service, we've been the place you can trust for over 25 years. Hi, I'm Matt Allen, your KTAR car guy and owner of Virginia Auto Service. Rest assured, we've implemented all the necessary steps to keep you safe and sanitized. As we begin to move around a little more, take some stress out of your life by trusting your vehicle to Virginia Auto Service. We're in the heart of downtown Phoenix, 7th Street, just south of Thomas. Check us out on the web, virginiaautoservice.com. Breaking news is always first. Always first. On Arizona's news station, KTAR News. Now. KTAR News time is 1130. I'm Troy Barrett. New this morning, Mesa police are looking for two suspects after shots were fired and a car crashed into a home earlier this morning. Mesa police say that they were called to the area of Dobson and Broadway Roads after someone reported hearing several gunshots and then a loud bang. Now, when officers arrived, they found a car partially on fire that had crashed into a house. That fire was quickly put out, and police say two men were seen running away from the scene. Mesa police say they also found evidence of a possible shooting and are looking for those suspects. Let's go ahead right now and check traffic. Live from the Valley Chevy Dealers Traffic Center, here's Tom Keeble. All right, Troy, for the most part, we're looking pretty good. The surface street incidents have mostly dried up. We are seeing some slowing on the inbound Interstate 10. That's westbound pretty much when you get to some lakes. Right at Riggs Road, you'll start seeing delays, and then there's a crash at Queen Creek. Once you get past that crash, it should be smooth sailing. We also have an abandoned vehicle northbound on the Loop 101 at Indian School Road. This one is on the FEMA Freeway, so beware in that Scottsdale Phoenix border area over in that zone for that abandoned vehicle. Also, we have a road closure in the East Valley, US 60, between the Super Red Tan and Crismon Road. That should reopen Monday at 5 a.m. For traffic, Tom Keeble, KTA, our news. KTAR weather for the Valley, mostly sunny and breezy today, looking for a high of 62. We're going to start a warming trend beginning tomorrow. Lots of sunshine and 67 for the high. Monday, Martin Luther King Day, it's going to be mostly sunny and 67 as well. Then temperatures creep closer to 70 and even the mid-70s by next Friday. We'll keep it sunny and a little breezy at times. Looks like it's going to be a real nice week ahead. 37 now, excuse me, 47 now in Buckeye. Weather's brought to you by Howard Air. I'm Troy Barrett on Arizona's news station, KTAR News. On the house means home improvement and repair advice is free of charge when you listen to Rosie, helping Arizona homeowners for over 30 years. That's Rosie on the house, Saturday mornings 8 till 11 on KTAR News 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. 
Hello, this is Glenn Hayward, owner and founder of GoodWorks Auto Repair in sunny Tempe. Family owned and operated since 2004. Have you ever gone to a repair shop and felt confused, like they were pushing a bunch of repairs on you that you don't understand? At GoodWorks, we perform a digital inspection, which provides photos and easy-to-understand information so you can make an informed decision. How easy? We categorize the findings into three categories. Green for what is good, yellow for services that need to be done soon so that you can budget for them in the future, and orange for services we recommend you do immediately to avoid severe problems or safety issues that could leave you stranded. And our work is covered with a five-year, 60,000-mile warranty, one of the best warranties in the state. Visit us at goodworksautorepair.com. That's goodworksautorepair.com to make your appointment and experience what it means when we say, we advise, but you decide. Hey now, are you driving around in a filthy car and don't have two hours to waste sitting at an inconvenient location getting a bad car wash or detail? Hi, Scott Drummond here, owner of Showcase Mobile Detailing in Gilbert. And I'm Marcus Morton, owner of Pit Stop Auto Detailing in Scottsdale. We've been servicing the Valley for over 15 years with a five-star rated service. We come to you to wash and detail your car at home, the office, or even on the golf course. Check us out at ShowcaseMobileDetailing.com or PitStopDetailing.com. Hey guys. Champ here with Champs Family Automotive. Been serving the Valley for over 15 years, treating customers like family. Integrity, fair pricing, and trust. That's what you should have in your automotive repair facility. We understand that if you treat customers like family, they continue to return to you. Whether you have a domestic, import, or diesel, we have state-of-the-art technology, technicians, and tools to take care of your needs. Award-winning facilities in Goodyear and Surprise. Check us out at ChampsFamilyAutomotive.com. That's ChampsFamilyAutomotive.com. Cars, trucks, minivans, SUVs. You're covered bumper to bumper on KTAR News. Such an ominous sound, Carrie. Such an ominous sound there. I don't know. We're ready to ready to go here. So welcome back to Bumper to Bumper Radio. I'm your host, Matt Allen, here with you every single Saturday from 11 to noon to help you with your car, whatever it is, we can help you. And just remember, if you're not calling in today at 602-277-5827, you can hit the website, BumperToBumperRadio.com. In a few hours or a couple of days, I don't know how long it takes, you'll be able to hear this show again, go back and listen to some advice or any of those other phone calls. And you can also find all the old shows going back 12 years now, um, any of the topics and stuff that you can search by topic and it might pop up there. So, um, and if you need a shop, bumper to bumper com. I've got uh, Dwight going to be up here in a minute, Bob in Scottsdale. Hey, text message. When is the best time to diagnose an air conditioning problem in Phoenix, winter or summertime? Well, the spring. <laughs> I don't know. You know, the air conditioner, believe it or not, is working all the time. My air conditioner was on this morning. Um, you need to run the air conditioner as part of your defrost and that setup. It helps get the moisture out of the air. So the air conditioning should be working all the time. Um, from a, If I'm the technician in the, in the shop working and it needs dash work, I don't want to do that in the summertime. It's miserable. I want to do that in the spring or the fall. So, you know, whenever it's time to get it in, just get it in and get it repaired and, and do it maybe before summertime comes. That way you're just not messing around with it. It's all fixed and ready to go. So uh, and then uh, John from Tempe sent me the name of the shop. They seem like a legit place. I looked them up, and I'm really interested to see how that repair goes for him. So Dwight and Mesa, super patient. You get the Patience Award today. Dwight, how can we help you? Hey, how you doing, Matt? Uh, two uh, 
if this is a good idea question. <laughs> the first question is, many years ago, I knew somebody that every time they bought a new car, they said before they left the lot, they would take the car, put it in the sunshine, get down at the back bumper and look to the front to see if the body was straight because they claim that sometimes new cars have bent bodies. Is that a good idea? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know that I buy into the theory that they have bent bodies. I mean, this might be this might be your old-timers kind of thing, you know, your father's Oldsmobile story. But, yeah, I mean, it's always, I don't think you're going to find bent bodies, um, depending on the ripples. Ripples. Okay, so some ripples. ripples. Yeah, there could there could have been that, you know, in, in certain model year cars, but I don't think you're going to see that anymore. But, yeah, I always like to, if I'm going to buy something, I'm going to scrutinize the heck out of it before I say that's the one and I sign. So there's absolutely nothing. Nothing wrong with uh-huh. looking those over. Um, what else was your other? And the, 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 the second question is: I'm 74, so I'm old. But <laughs> years back, I used to I used to know a guy that was a chauffeur for the chairman of the gas company in Los Angeles, and he told me that every time they got a new car, that his boss made him go and have the tires shaved and trued because. No tires are perfectly round. Is that something that is not done anymore? No, not even close. That was probably back in the days of uh, bias ply tires. I mean, they, they are not not happening. The only time we shave tires now is you got a high end performance car. A lot of people like to shave a little bit off. Uh, supposedly, they handle it better. I'm not having sensitive enough steering wheel or seat of my pants to feel that, but that that's it. Or or an all wheel drive car. If you have an oddball tire, you need to get it shaved down to uh, to to accomplish. You know, having the right size tires and the right wear for the all-wheel drive, but yeah, don't don't need to do that anymore. We're putting the tires on and we're rolling after they're balanced. So six zero two two seven seven five eight two seven is the phone number six zero two two seven seven K T A R Bob and Scottsdale Chevy Equinox. How's your Equinox, Bob? Well, it's actually my wife's, but I was studying the owner's manual, so that tells you how bored I am. So it says. <laughs> replace under severe driving replace the transmission fluid every 45,000 miles but under normal driving the maintenance schedule goes up to 150,000 miles you know yeah. and then it ends uh-huh. but I don't know what they think your car is just going to disappear after 150,000 miles <laughs> that's what's but crazy there's yeah. no there's no transmission service up to 150,000 miles I I know and that's and that's why we say like you're reading the earnest man I encourage everybody to at least breeze through it you know um but but you're right I mean when are you supposed to service it now did you did you happen to notice what the definition of extreme service was well, that, no, it just says service and normal. Yeah. So, I mean, mechanics have told me that everybody that lives in Phoenix is severe. When, when I mean, it could be 30 degrees when you start your car in the morning, or it could be 110 degrees when you start your car. Exactly. It's such a broad stroke that, that that's why you have to deviate and you have to go off experience. You know, cause it, now, I would agree on the transmission case. That fluid needs to be changed more often. That's just the bottom line. You know, so what's the difference between if you tow once in a while or sometimes you see in the service around dusty conditions? I guess it's dustier around here, but is it it's not like we're going through the Baja or something. So what what is that? You know? So when you're when you're towing, yeah, you want to reduce it. Um, that's going to be severe service. But then also the definition of severe service, I don't know exactly what Chevrolet is off the top of my head, but now if we go look at a Honda 
their definition of severe service when we're talking about the timing belt, and we're talking about the difference between servicing at 60,000 and 105,000 miles. That, that's the difference between severe and normal. Well, their definition of severe is temperatures consistently above 105 or 110 or something like that. So we're severe for three months. So what are we then? You know, so so it it's just different, and I believe it's different on the components. Severe service for for um for the transmission, for the differential, all will drive your transfer case. Absolutely. Severe service for the cooling system? Uh, maybe not so much. Or possibly, but what about your timing belt? You know, if I'm only severe service a part of the year, and otherwise it's pretty mild or cool like it is now, and, and you know, in the bookends, that should, so to speak, the, you know, the Octobers and the Marches and Aprils, I'm not doing my timing belt uh, at 60,000. That's not severe service enough for me. We might do it at 90. I'm not going to recommend it to you, though. So that is the, you know, the million-dollar question, the big debate in the industry. What are you supposed to do and when are you supposed to do it? The owner's manual is the guide, like we say, but there's always times, Bob, like you said, to deviate from it. So if that's your Equinox, I'm going 50,000 miles probably on my transmission service. Unless you're towing all the time, you got a utility trailer, you're heading up to Flagstaff, you're going to Payson, you're doing whatever you do, then we're going to, you're going out to the lake, I'm going to service my differential more. We're backing into the water. Um, you know, so, so yeah, Bob and everybody else, read your owner's manuals and then talk to your shop and get the advice. Because the Equinox, we're going to maybe treat that a little bit different than we might our BMW. Or our Jeep Patriot or our whatever, pick your poison, your Camry. They all have their little idiosyncrasies about what's wrong with them or what happens and what their character, characteristics are of their problems. And we can navigate that. And that's what we don't do this one size fits all at my shops, Virginia Auto Service or Import Car Specialist. It's funny. I had one of my friends come in the other day. I hate, sometimes I just don't like working on friends' cars because different expectations and you're always kid gloving and everything. But he'd gone to Toyota. He's a little bit of a do-it-yourself. He does the easy. He does cabinet filter. He does engine air filter, put some wiper blades on. They called him up and said, hey, do you want an air filter? He's like, that stuff's 24 hours old. They didn't even look at it. They're just selling it to them. So they're just giving that, hey, you got mileage. Here's the mileage. It's called odometer surfing. They're just throwing it out there. Hey, you want fries with that service? You want to supersize it? You want some nuggets to go with it? Not the way to get your car service. Personalized, professional, customized service to your needs. And that's why you need to be having conversations with the advisors, your technician, whoever it is. So the service is tailored to your car. That's what you deserve. So 602-277-5827 is 602-277-KTAR, and we'll be right back. Hi, this is Mac, Max Complete Auto Repair in Chandler. Family owned and operated, we've been steering you right with honest, reliable, and trustworthy service since day one. With an AC certified technicians under the hood, your vehicle is in the hands of experts. Plus, our work comes with an unbeatable three years or 50,000 mile warranty. With a commitment to 100% customer satisfaction, we're not just fixing cars, we're building trust. Check us out online at macsautorepairs.com. 
Towing.com. Towing. You may not need it today, but when you do, you really do. Who do you call? In Arizona, there's one company that stands apart. Professional Towing. Professional Towing has an unwavering dedication to prioritizing customers' needs with transparency, honesty, and integrity. They cover light duty to medium duty and heavy duty transport, guaranteeing top service in all towing categories. Check them out at ProTowingAZ.com or call 480-797-9922 today. Fast, friendly, and reliable. That's professional towing. Hi, this is Jamison Hunter. I'm the East Valley Manager for Bulwark Pest Control here in the Valley. As a family-run company, we pride ourselves on taking care of our customers, and with an army of technicians running daily, our fleet vehicles rack up the miles and wear. So about four years ago, we got tired of the constant runaround and lack of follow-up from our previous fleet maintenance relationships. We were contacted by Lee Weatherby and his team at Accurate Automotive. The difference was night and day. They always communicate the status of our vehicles and get us back on the road safely and in a timely manner, which is crucial for our day-to-day operations. They even work seamlessly with our fleet leasing company. They treat us like family and above all else, they are impeccably honest. I now take my personal vehicle there as well. We've never been happier. If you're looking to make a change for the better for your company or your family, go check out Accurate Automotive at accurateautomotive.com today. Back to Bumper to Bumper Radio. We got about 11 minutes to wrap this baby up. We're going till noon. 57 minutes and 50 seconds after the hour, to be exact. We'll be done at 11:57 and 50 seconds if I'm on time. So, welcome back, uh, Bumper to Bumper Radio. Got uh, got Nick, got Paul, I think, and Phoenix waiting, and uh, lots of open lines. Six zero two. 277-5827 over here at 411-923 in the texting department. Um, hey, guys, I have a mechanical question. 2016 Ford Transit Van uh, 250 had the engine replaced, and now the oil light is on and won't come off. Car's full of oil, but the light won't go off. Well, I'm going to suggest that when that repair was done, when that engine was replaced, Somebody pinched a wire, um, possibly broke a sensor. So when I say, when you say the oil light, I'm going to assume that's just, just the dash warning light that's coming on. And in a lot of cars, that's a very simple system. Um, there's a separate oil pressure sensor that the computer might look at to uh, to monitor oil pressure for variable valve control timing and such like that. But oftentimes there's another sensor and it's just a dummy light. It just goes from the sensor straight to the or from the engine straight to the dash. And typically, what would happen that is programmed or set at a certain pressure. When that pressure is achieved, the switch opens up and takes the ground away. When it's below a certain pressure threshold, it completes the circuit and turns on the light. The other way to turn on the light, you short that wire out, you ground it. So somebody just needs to go back, whoever worked in that car, and double-check their work. Now, if you said you hadn't had the engine replaced, then I'm going to be doing a mechanical oil pressure test. Let's confirm we've got good oil pressure, and then we got to go figure out the electrical problem, mechanical or electrical. But I bet the motor's fine. You've got a pinched wire somewhere that you need to dig into and, and find it out. So... 
Paul in Phoenix. I don't know what kind of car Paul has. Paul, did I pull you up earlier? I forget. I got a little bit of a moment here. Hey, hey, Matt. How you doing? <laughs> you are. Good. What can we do for you? Um, no, I wasn't calling in regards to my car. I was calling in, uh, calling in regards to Cindy with her issue with the front emblem and all that. Business. Oh, yeah, the Lexus. Um, yeah, just uh, as a professional uh, in the industry, I just wanted to maybe give some advice or, you know, sure, it sounds like it. it sounds like she might have some additional, you know, maybe issues. As you might know, that that has um, that vehicle has some ADOS, which is advanced driving. Yeah, of course. The systems. Right. And um, yeah, I would say maybe maybe there's something more. Maybe it bent the, uh, you know, the core support that holds that. And it's not. Uh, Aimed right, you know, or not calibrated properly. Yeah, Paul, so you're, I would, I would look into that. Yeah, you're, you're definitely onto. I mean, there's, you know, that's why these things are so sensitive in the front ends there, and those cameras and sensors Correct. and everything are, you know, you're right. They just need to be, everything needs to be right on the money. And I would hope that the dealer doing that, you know, they've got the equipment to calibrate, they've got all the stuff. So, but her problem's pretty intermittent, and and I, you know, always you want to check that stuff, but typically I wouldn't think. Something bent or not properly aligned would be an intermittent issue. That's going to be like that all the time, but still, definitely a definitely a good idea to get get that checked out. So let's see; these phones are blown up here. Um, Nick and Phoenix, I got to pick some lines here. Got things going crazy here on the screen. Nick and Phoenix, twenty seventeen Tundra or twenty twelve Tundra. How can we help you, Nick? Okay, hey Matt, great to talk to you. Love the station. Listen all the time. Um, so basically, uh, I had some uh, cylinder misfire codes, um, cylinder six, seven, and eight. Uh, the truck has one hundred and eighty thousand miles, so it was mm-hmm. you know it was bound to happen. Up you know, yeah. Um, I did the normal kind of DIY diagnosis in that I swapped the wheels, um, and the the codes didn't change. Mm-hmm. Um, so I replaced the plugs. And gave it a Italian tune-up on the freeway, uh-huh. <laughs> going at speeds I'd rather not mention. Sure. And and a couple of the codes did go away. And uh, long story short, I took it to the dealership, and they didn't listen to any of the customer notes that I gave them, and did the same exact swap coils, yada, uh, even replaced. Uh, a couple of the plugs, which I didn't understand that, but um, you know, six hundred dollars later, uh, the, the the problems went away. The surging while on freeway speed uh, with the cruise control set, mm-hmm. um, a couple of the other uh, drivability things that were happening went away for about a month. And um, <clears throat> I pulled out my paperwork when it started again, and they had only cleaned, uh, I guess, did a, a fuel injector uh, deep cleaning on. Bank one, but not bank two. I guess half the engine was cleaned. Uh, they found injectors clogged as well as what the diagnosis uh, for the repair was. But if suspected bad gas, which is what I told them, uh, was was the likely cli- uh, a culprit, they only cleaned 
one bank and not both banks. Um, yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I don't know that that's accurate, Nick. You can't just clean one bank of fuel injectors. Um, you know, the the fuel injectors are in a sealed system or a pressurized system, and all eight fuel injectors, or four or six, or whatever your particular car has. In your case, it's eight cylinders. I'm assuming in this big Tundra like mine. Yes, sir. Um, when you hook up. The fuel injection cleaning system that we have anyway, you're hooking to the fuel rail, and you can't just say, I'm going to clean half of them because they all share the, the common fuel supply. Now, the only other thing I was going to think about was possibly some carbon cleaning or something like that, physically like scraping the tar the stuff off your teeth. You can do that, but again, it wouldn't make sense to only do half the engine. So I think you might have some bad information there. Um, so the is the problem now happening again? Yes, I'll be driving, and all of a sudden, uh, it'll kick out of cruise and just coast to a stop. And then if I let the truck cool down and, and turn it off and just wait maybe five, ten minutes, I'll start it back up and be able to be able to, um, okay, but drive you, home. So but you it don't have to, it seems you don't, to happen. Okay, but hold on a second. Time out. You don't have any more misfires because first you talk about a check engine light and spark plugs and coils and $600. That problem is fixed. No more misfires. Now your concern is that you're driving and the cruise control shuts off? Well, no, no. It, it, the same uh, symptoms are, are are starting to happen just like before when I got bad gas at Circle K, um, you know, 2019 COVID and all that. But um, so okay. the check engine, like yesterday when it when I had to coast off I-15, it did come it did come back on uh, the four wheel drive, all that. Um, Although I, I got the Christmas tree on the yeah, dash, so basically everything started coming on. Quite honestly, so I Nick, put it in neutral. Yeah, and I'm, a, I'm a little bit lost <laughs> following along with some of these repairs and trying to trying to really understand the problem. So, um, okay. yeah, I mean, if the same thing is happening, take your documentation, take it back to the shop that fixed it. You know, sometimes. And I think you might be a little confused on what the repairs that you actually got were. So I asked them to explain that. And then see if there's possibly we have the same, you know, you can have the same symptom but still have a different problem. So, you know, you could have an ignition coil that went bad two months ago and you only replaced two of them. And now the other ones are starting to fail. So get get your paperwork together, get back to them and have them reevaluate. I mean, the cruise control it could be all kinds of, of different things. So um, good luck with that, Nick. And maybe a follow-up. It was a little bit more for me, but uh, or maybe an email you could follow up with us and I can try and help guide you a little bit. And since we're on the Tundra chain, we're going to go to Mike and Chandler, 2017 Tundra. Now, i got to tell you, Mike, I've got a 2010. I'm due for a new truck, eh, kind of 205,000 miles. But I don't want to have to get the hybrid, and I don't know what the last year the V8 was. I think it's somewhere around 2017. But what's going on with your truck, Mike? Well, um, I, I bought the truck brand new, and I drive it like an old man. Take really good care of it. Drive it real nice. Oil change every used to be every three thousand miles, but now that oil got better over the years, I do it every five thousand. You want to sell it? Um, <laughs> the pure. The full synthetic right. oil, uh-huh. and um, but now in the last six months or so, every once in a while, it'll on startup it'll puff out some uh, blue smoke for a second. Really, and I'm wondering what that could be. My oil's always clean. Hmm. Um, You're not. Are you yeah. are you losing any between your five thousand mile services? No. No. Huh. Well, no. I mean, a, a puff of a puff of bluish smoke would typically be some oil consumption. So, 
um, is something you need to maybe just monitor. Keep an eye on your oil level. Um, no reason to change it more than five, more than every five thousand miles. Um, maybe just keep an eye on that and see if you develop a pattern of when it's doing it. If it's have to sit a long time or exactly what you can, what what it is or what the frequency is. Sometimes it's hard to figure yeah. those out, and and sometimes also the cost benefit of a little bit of puff of blue smoke, no big deal. Some people might argue it's a little bit extra lubrication on on the top end of the engine. So, um, but those engines, I mean, that's why I said I want to go buy another. One. I'm assuming you've got the the V8, the 5.7 V8. Um, right. They're I, and I've got a hundred and. 120,000 miles on it. Yeah. I mean, they're great trucks. I've never heard of any mechanical problems with these. I had to do the timing chains in mine. But other than that, all I know is they're they're a uh, really, really good engine. So, yeah, keep yeah. just keep a track yeah. of what it's doing. And and then just talk to your shop about it when when uh, next time it's due for service. But again, we might go digging after something to find a problem that we're really not going to do anything about. I mean, if you found out you had a bad valve stem seal or something like that, or a bad ring, it's going to be thousands of dollars to fix it. And for a puff of blue smoke every right. once in a while, no big deal. So yeah, Mike, just keep an eye on it. And uh, you got a great truck. I would quite honestly, unless there's really something glaring, drive it. Just drive it. Keep doing what you're doing. That thing's going to reward you. Like mine, I'm looking out the window, 207,000 miles on mine. I had to spend $8,000 on it last year doing the timing chains and the radiator. Just did all the stuff so I don't have to mess with it again. There was nothing wrong with my radiator. We new one in because we had to take the old one out. And that's how I want you to take a look, that whole holistic approach to servicing your car when it's time for a repair. Thanks, everybody, for joining me this weekend. We'll see you again next Saturday at 11. Have a great weekend. Drive safe. Enjoy the sunshine and the warmer weather.